we could go on speaking about the other institutions of private law which were changed in a very substantive way by the introduction of Christian principles. But I want to stress uh, one particular aspect which has not been underlined very much by traditional historiography. I think that also the most important political structure that marked Middle Ages and that marked modern era and that is going on until our days was also an introduction that is very much connected with the introduction of Christian principle in the public law of the early Middle Ages. Uh, the most important political form of the power during uh, the first centuries of the Middle Age was the kingdom. Now, traditional narratives connect the idea of kingdom with the barbarian peoples. The barbarian peoples, tells uh, the traditional historiography, entered into the Roman Empire led by their kings. So, Implicitly, traditional historiography thinks that already before getting in contact with the Roman Empire, there were different Germanic peoples and each people was led by a Germanic king. Now, recent researches going back to the end of the 20th century has proven without any doubt, that this narrative is largely wrong. This kind of researchers has took uh, uh, the name of ethnogenesis, proving that the ethnic idea of the existence of peoples was not based in the uh, real history of uh, the barbarian population before getting in contact with the Roman Empire, but, on the contrary, was created artificially after this contact. In reality, what we call the barbarian peoples were armies, were group of fighters which came in contact with the Roman Empire and which were hired by the Roman emperors to fight against other barbarian population at the borders of the empire. These armies were led by generals, by military leaders, which were also of barbaric origins, but had many contacts with the Roman Empire. They spoke very often Latin and Greek, and they were sometimes even educated in Constantinople. The armies led by those military leaders were not Unitarian peoples. They were formed by many bands of uh, fighters which gathered together forming a unique army which was not a unique people but was exactly a gathering of soldiers. The sources very often do not call the generals rex or regis. They call them leaders 
duces, dux. Those generals take the name of king, rex, normally, in the moment in which uh, they decide to convert to Christianism. When they convert to Christianism, they become rex of their army, and their army become a people. Now, the very model of this political structure is not in the ancient and very unclear origins of the barbarian population. It is much more clearly in the biblical narrative, in the Old Testament, in which the different tribes that formed Israel became a people because they accepted the kingdom of the great models of kingdoms, which are all biblical models. Think of the kingdom of David and of Solomon in the Bible. They rule their people following the precepts of God, and they rule their people both in peace and at war. And the same did the leaders of the barbarian peoples from the moment in which their army was transformed into a people following the model of the Bible. So, in some sense, I think that also one of the most important forms of political power, of public law, which is the king and the kingdom, have been very deeply influenced by the choice of the empire to embrace Christianity, and that the conversion of the military has been determinant in creating what historians call Roman barbarian kingdom, which took the place of the empire after the fall of the Western Roman Empire in 476.